events on, on there for our church, but uh, it's definitely going out to the highways and proclaiming. And as we give toward this gift, that's really what we're giving toward. It's getting that message out there to all those that, that drive past. And um, if you come by at night, make sure to, to see. You probably won't have to make sure. You'll see the, the cross, how it's lit up out there, too. We had a picture of it last Sunday. And uh, that's such a blessing. And I've had people tell me that, that the cross up there really was meaningful to them uh, through the years. But anyway, Genesis 8.22 says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Seed time and harvest. And we think of maybe carrot seeds or celery seeds, maybe not celery. Anybody plant celery around here? I don't know. Yeah, you do? Martha does, yeah. Normally this time of year we might be thinking about planting seeds, but it's kind of hard right now. The ground would be awful hard to get the seeds into, wouldn't it? But uh, also there's seeds of just about anything that we can plant um, in the lives of others, other people, and we can plant financial seeds too. But what happens when you plant a seed? You know, it, it, it's released from you. I mean, you don't have it anymore. But there's a scripture here in John 12:24. Jesus said this, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless a grain of wheat, which is a seed, falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. So there's a multiplication there. It's the principle with seeds, but it also is true with anything else we give. Financial we can give, but like you give a smile, what are you going to get back? You know, you can give good things and bad things, I guess, and they'll reproduce, but... We give the good things, right? In the name of the Lord. Jesus said also in Luke 6.38, Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And so... Those are just the exhortations from Scripture in our giving. And, uh, you know, we give our tithes, but then we're having this time of giving toward this sign and also for things for the church house. And it's coming right along, and we're thankful for it. But let's just pray over our giving. Um, we don't pass a plate here, but we have the boxes on the back walls where you can give your tithes and offerings that you would like to give. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to plant seeds of even finances. And Lord, we've been talking about Jubilee here lately, and we just thank you for seeds being planted financially 
that will come back multiplied, multiplied, multiplied. We thank you this may be a year where debts, financial debts, are cut off from people's lives and be turned around, turnarounds in the financial realm for our church family, for anybody in this place. Anyone that hears this, Lord, that they may grasp that. In Jesus' name, we give unto you planting that seed in good ground. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Uh, I mentioned Jubilee in that prayer. The banners that are up here speak of Jubilee. Earlier there, the scripture from Isaiah 61 and Luke 4, we've been talking about Jubilee of late. And it talks, that's what those scriptures are portraying. And also the, the last one there is proclaiming the year of God's favor, which is the Jubilee, and that's where we're at. We're in a place of jubilee in Jesus right now. And um, we're free to give. We're free to plant seeds. Um, we plant seeds of finances like we just said, but we can plant seeds of service too, serving others. And it's really as unto the Lord. There's a serving opportunity we were just going to mention. You might have seen it in our announcements that we sent out. About every six weeks, we as a church family are responsible for the worship service at the Black Duck Good Samaritan Church. And um, that's a place where you could help. It's 1 o'clock on Sundays. Today is actually uh, our day of doing it. It's an opportunity to, to serve those there in the care facility. Some different things that happen there, like help distributing psalm books and finding pages in the hymn, hymn books as we're singing. Uh, just your voice joining in with the singing, or maybe play a guitar, um, maybe testimony, share a short message. Uh, and be available to pray for some of the folks that are there at the care center. So if that's something that pricks your heart, the Lord quickens to you, you could talk to Pastor Dean, you know, about that. Um, and uh, even for today, but then, like I say, it's about every six weeks. Um, I'd like to show you, we're going to put up, the picture there of the raindrops. And um, this was from a vision that we had like last September. When we were in a time of prayer, there was a, a group of folks and we had met just to pray, focusing ahead toward the future for things at TCC, temporal needs, financial, areas, building grounds, upkeep, maintenance, and so forth. And we began praying in the spirit together. Uh, praying in tongues together. 
in that in that prayer time and a vision came forth and the, basically this is what it was uh, I actually saw that that's what I pretty much saw and it was rained up falling on a placid or calm water and then we had a pause in our praying and I I shared that I felt I was to share it and so I did and then we prayed some more and then Pastor Dean had interpretation of it and uh, he saw the raindrops representing leaders of various areas of ministry now the drops are like those the only way I can describe it is like the bloops the little bloop you know that comes back up when there's a raindrop. But then the circles, okay, they were leaders of various areas of ministry with our billing grounds and finances. And then the circles around the raindrops representing teams of people working with those leaders. And as you can see, like in this picture too, eventually the circles cover the area and there's even some overlapping. And that's what the picture was and some of those leaders we believe represent deacons and deaconesses and now for the next few weeks and we're going to do this through April 22 Sunday um, the TCC elders are asking you to consider prayerfully submitting the names of potential of potential servant leaders to minister as deacons and deaconesses and uh, there are actually blank pieces of paper in the box, the holders for the envelopes for the offerings. There's blank pieces of paper in there where you can um, write their names down. You know, pray about it. We have a few weeks here, so it doesn't have to be today. It could be today, but uh, just write their names on the paper, and then you can put them insert them into the boxes and we'll get them. And then also the TCC elders are seeking the Lord for additional elder to join us in spiritual leadership here at TCC. And we ask for your prayers about this as we seek the Lord in this regard. And we thank you very much for that. And uh, you know, we each have a part each of us have a part, and they're all different parts, because we're all different, and the Lord has gifted us all differently. And uh, the thing is, eventually, like we saw there, if that rectangle would represent our church body, it covers all of us, we all have a part, but they're all different. Uh, actually, next Sunday, I'm going to be sharing a message on on humble servanthood, servanthood, I guess you could call it, and uh, following the example of Jesus in serving. So let's pray about this together here before we... Let, Lord, we just believe the vision of the raindrops falling on the water gives us a picture of what your desire is for us as a church family. 
And we do thank you for everyone in our fellowship, every part. And now we ask for your guidance as we come to know your will for those who will serve in leadership roles as deacons and elders. And we thank you for all the team members that fill those circles. And Lord, we also see the rain falling in the vision as representing the rain of your Holy Spirit upon us as we endeavor to walk out the plan that you have for us here at TCC. And Lord, thank you for your empowering presence to do this as individuals and corporately as well. As we are your people here in northern Minnesota and wherever you lead us to go, sharing your good news of salvation. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And just two more things I got here. Uh, there's coffee time and goodies after the service today. There will not be a meal. And then also a glow, who also is experiencing, this is a jubilee year for them. This is 50 years for Ten Strike Church and a glow, and that's jubilee time. But anyway, they'll be hosting a gathering uh, this coming Saturday, April 14, from 10 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon at Mount Zion Church in Bemidji. Uh, they will be having DVDs of the Glow International Conference speakers, Barbara Yoder and Dutch Sheets. Um, they'll be shown there, and lunch will be provided, and everyone is welcome. Pastor Dean, God bless you. Yeah. Morning. Want to continue a little bit today? We, I had started talking a little bit about tongues, uh, the, the blessing of tongues, a month ago or so, <clears throat> and I want to continue along those lines today, but from a little different angle. Tongues springing from a deep love that God has for us. It's an amazing thing to think that God the Father wants and desires to have intimate communication with your heart, with you. Sometimes we think of tongues, okay, you know, like we saw last time, that my spirit, by the Holy Spirit within me, prays, and I can receive that <clears throat> because it's the Holy Spirit. I'm kind of a bystander. That's not how it works. I pray. Let's say, it, I pray. And so the Holy Spirit's helping me in my prayer. He's giving me a, a deep, pure pureness that comes out of my heart. But it's still myself that's being expressed to the Father. God wants to release us from inhibitions, from things that would hold us back, where we, we don't feel you know, confident in ourselves to come before him. I pray. The Spirit is there to help me. He's there to enliven 
the language, to give me the language when it's my spirit praying. So it carries my personality. God is in love with your personality. Wow. <laughs> is that even possible? <laughs> you ever had somebody kind of critique your personality and it wasn't always perfect? <laughs> Well, there's part of our natural person that's that way, but yet God is in love with the real us, the real part of us that's been touched by the blood of Jesus, that's been born again. It's us. And there's a uniqueness that comes from us to God that can come from no one else. It's you pray. And the Father longs to have that kind of intimate communication with you. Amen. Second Corinthians one twenty two talks about God the Father. He sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a pledge. As a pledge, as a down payment, as a foretaste of what was to come. The Message Bible, by his spirit, he has stamped us with an eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he is destined to complete. How did that spirit come into our hearts? With what passion? With what intensity? He comes into our heart crying, Abba, Father, when we're born again, we come into the kingdom through the blood of Jesus. And the Bible says we're made new on the inside. We're transformed in our spirit. God sends his spirit into our hearts. And that spirit is crying, Abba, Father. Father, intimate relationship. That's the very beginning of our entrance into the kingdom. The Spirit himself comes into our hearts. He transforms us, makes us new. But with that, there's the cry of Daddy, Father. Don't you catch the intimate cry? That's coming from the Spirit of God. And the Father sent him to bring us to that condition. The Spirit of adoption. Galatians 4, 6, because you are sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Let's just agree with the word, Abba, Father. Let's allow us, allow the spirit to manifest that cry again, freshen it. This is the heart of God. This is the plan of God. There's coming a day when, you know, we'll be totally transformed. The full day of redemption 
is before us, just as we have borne the image of the earthly, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly. We'll be, we'll be changed, transformed, the twinkling of an eye, we'll be like him forever. Our bodies will be in resurrected glory. We'll be in, after the image of his resurrected body. Our minds will be completely renewed. The Bible says, I will know even as I am known. Knowledge will pass away. Just the very idea of learning will pass away because we will be birthed into his all-knowingness. Total, in total oneness in every part of our being with the heart of, of the Father. Oh, he's yearning for that day. He's longing for that day. We call it the blessed hope from our standpoint. Well, it's a blessed hope to the Father as well. He welcomes his children home. The day of full redemption is ahead of us. Our whole person, body, soul, and spirit will enter into full Christ-likeness. And now, it's so beautiful, right now as a foretaste of what is to come, he's given us his spirit as a down payment, a foretaste, uh, a glimpse. And what a glorious glimpse it is. <laughs> he wants intimate pure communication with your heart, with the real you. He wants you. I mean, what a joy it is to the Father's heart when you come to him. And you open up your heart and just begin to communicate with him. You know, through the years, most of my praying it's not about issues or things, or it's just about intimacy. Oh, I love you, Father. I thank you, Father. I want to see you more clearly. I want to know you more intimately. Amen. When we pray in tongues, this is a large part of what is happening in our day-to-day -day life. I mean, sometimes there's intercession and there's petition and all these things. But when we pray in the Spirit, we're giving thanks. Oh, I bless you, Father God. Wow. I just want to say it one more time. The Father loves and rejoices in the born-again spirit of man. Let's open our hearts today to how much he's anticipating that day when we see him face to face. Fully unhindered in communication with us, in communion, communion communion with us. We have to let down our religious 
attitudes that put everything on the basis of my performance. If I do this, 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 then I can walk in intimacy. I need to walk in the spirit and I'll walk in intimacy. And most of us have had a history of religion where we're, we're duty bound. Amen. God wants us to be spirit led. And so as a, as a down payment, as a foretaste of what is to come, he sent the spirit into our heart. And one of the things that's happening now within us is that this marvelous blessing of tongues bypasses my thinking, bypasses my understanding, bypasses my emotions, bypasses all the stuff in my natural life, and it's a heart-to-heart communication with the Father. I will pray out of my mind. I will express my emotions to God. I will pray out of my intellect. But when I pray in the Spirit, it's just heart-to-heart. This is what the Father is so pleased with. He delights in me. That might be hard for you to believe, but (laughs) he delights in me. He made me for this very purpose, to commune with him. We humble ourselves before him and we receive this grace. We receive the full work of the power of the blood that has brought me into this relationship. We surrender. We let down. We surrender to him. And so he sent his spirit and the gift of tongues to bring a perfect language from us to God. Let's have a short video by Bill Johnson we, we, we can watch here today. He talks about this blessing of tongues. I think there's two things you can do proactively to build that sense of awareness. The first one is to pray in tongues, pray a lot. Paul said he prayed more than all. And uh, and the word he used there is, I pray more than all of you combined. In other words, he was saying, listen, if you knew what I was going through, you'd understand why I pray in tongues all the time. And, and really, that was the whole case, is that spiritual language. It's that it's learning to stay connected to the Holy Spirit. It's not... It's not something taking over our body. It's, a, it's the willful use of a prayer language that God gives us. If you don't have, just ask him because he's really generous with this gift. It goes to every, anyone who wants it. Just don't sweat to get it. It comes much easier. So this gift, this praying in the Spirit is a huge part of our life. It's supposed to be a huge part of our life because it's the one gift given that is for us. All the other gifts are enabling us to serve well the people around us. But praying in the Spirit 
is something that edifies and strengthens us. What does it do? It connects me to the spontaneous because it bypasses my understanding. I don't know what I'm praying. After a while, you start to, you start to pick up. You start praying in the spirit of it. You start picking up the kinds of areas that God is moving your heart in. You start discerning things. But what's happening is the Lord is he's training us how to live in the spontaneous, not so that we avoid reason, not so that we avoid uh, uh, understanding or intellectual approach to things. I think that's vital. I think we're supposed to have understanding of things. But it doesn't do me a whole lot of good to have great understanding and not hear his voice, not be able to be moved with the presence and the spirit of God. So that's one. The second one is this spontaneous song. You see, you drive down the street and you just spontaneously sing out of whatever season you're in, whatever moment you're in. Maybe it's a crisis that you have going on. Maybe there's this, maybe you've received a doctor's report that's really a bad report. You don't sing the report, you sing the answer to the report. You, you sing the solution, you sing, you sing the praises to God in the middle of it. You know, I, I, years ago, uh, Dick Mills was such a dear friend of ours, and, and I remember uh, he, he told us a story once. He said he was just really being harassed by the devil. It's just really one of those, you know, one of those extreme seasons in his life, an extreme moment. So he went into a room, he got two chairs, he had the chairs face each other. And Dick sat in one, and he said, Satan, sit down. I'm going to praise God, and you're going to watch. What a marvelous gift that God has given us. This gift comes from his heart. And with it, not only does it enable us to pray effectively and to pray for others effectively, but it also opens our heart to commune into deep communion with him. And every time we come to him in that framework of just having communion with him, he never casts us out. He never pushes us away. He says, just a moment, can you come back later? He never. He delights in the expression of your heart to him. He created you to have that place in his presence. No one else can do it better than you can because it's designed to be between you and God. No one else can take that place. You are loved you are welcomed. You are desired by the Father. And sometimes we, you know, in religion we get our eyes so much on cause and effect and this and that. And, you know, if I do this, this will happen. And all those kind of principles and things. God is after your heart. You know, even if we get things to work in the natural, we apply principles and things work, we're still missing if, I don't have, if we don't have his heart. He's still unfulfilled if, we, if he doesn't have this intimacy with us. And this passion from the heart of the Father 
for us. This intimate desire, he sent his spirit into our hearts, into our lives, so that he could open up a channel for us, a language for us to commune heart to heart with him. So as we approach the thinking about tongues and teaching about tongues, we have to understand the heart of the Father that has drawn us out and desired it. Amen. Do you know him this way today? Are you willing to experience him this, this way? Is your hope in somebody else ministering to you and someone else praying for you and someone else standing in the gap for you? Sometimes we need that. But God wants you to know that you personally are accepted, that you are loved, that you are desired to be in this intimate communication with him. The Bible says, for the one who speaks in tongues edifies himself. Well, we need to be edified. We need to be built up. God wants you to be built up. He sends this gift into our hearts by the Spirit so that when we exercise it by our will, we can express it to God. I like what Bill said. They're very, you know, I'm... It's not something that just happens apart from my will. It's a, it's a connection. It's a union with the Spirit of God and my spirit. And every time I choose, the Holy Spirit is right there to add the language, the expression of my heart to the Father. And the Father is there to rush in intimately to connect with me. Hallelujah. Let's just read one more verse here. Romans 8, 27. Going beyond our understanding. And, and he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. He who searches our hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. You know, Jesus examines everything about us. Everything is laid bare and open before the eyes of him to whom we must give account or with whom we have to do. And sometimes we see that as there's Jesus and he's hanging over the banister of heaven. He's looking down at us and scrutinizing our life. That's not how it is. The eyes of the spirit 
The eyes of the Lord have been sent into our hearts, and so the understanding, the scrutiny of who we are comes from right within the very core of our being. God is seeing all. God is seeing all. Everything about me. Not from a distance, but from right within me. He sees us in our entirety. He is one with the Spirit that is praying through us. So the Father understands beyond the words themselves, but is the very depth of the needs that are expressed in all their fullness before him. He is able to respond to the request in a marvelous way. Maybe one more verse, 1 Corinthians 2.10. Yet to us God has unveiled and revealed them all the things he's prepared for us by and through his spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches diligently, exploring and examining everything, even sounding the profound and bottomless things of God, the divine counsels and things hidden and beyond man's scrutiny. For what person perceives, knows and understands what passes through a man's thoughts except the man's own spirit within him. Just so no one discerns, come to know and comprehend the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Wow. This is the searching spirit. The eyes of the spirit. He's examining the depths of the Father himself. He's constantly aware of all that's passing through the Father's personality, the great, eternal, bottomless personality. But that same spirit is having that same action within me. Scrutinizing everything continually. And now when I pray in tongues, those two come together. How can I help but being built up? Perfect match in communication. Perfect binding together of heart. Oh, the Father created you for that kind of connection. He loves that kind of connection with you. That's what his passion is. He wants us to be laborers together with him, walking together with him, not doing things for him, doing things with him. You have something, Pastor? Necessarily, but when I asked the Lord, he said to come up here, so I'm not sure why. Okay. <laughs> so can you tell me why? Just begin to speak. The prophetic words are. Just begin to pray together. Shehele mokoya selitiya tokorieto shahalamasiya. Shon, Shain, She, She, So, Si, Se, So, Si, Se, So, Si, Se, So, Si, Se, So, 
Do you have interpretation, or am I supposed to give it? I think that's English. So, see, say. <laughs> I believe that's all I'm supposed to say. <laughs> wow. So to the Spirit, not only financially, but so with your, with your desire, so with praying in tongues, by praying and understanding, by worship, so to the Spirit. As you do that, we will see into that realm. As we sow, as we seek Him, as we draw near, our eyes are open to behold Him. Then we come and we report and we declare the great things that God is revealing in the intimate places with him. Let's say it together. So, what was your... <laughs> see and say. Okay, I'll try to get it here. Let's say it together. So, see and say. I could feel such a... This week as I was praying about this, I could feel such a longing of the Father, a yearning, not... You know, not in a negative thing at all, like, but just that your he desires to connect with you. You don't have to be somebody else. You don't have to get everything just right. He wants to connect with you right now, right where you are. Just come to him through the blood. Come to him. Be washed. Be cleansed. And your heart will be opened up beyond where you could ever imagine the life of your spirit to be. We have every head bowed today and just want to ask you if you've been in this kind of connection with him. Have you been in this kind of connection with the Father? This is the Father of all creation. This is the one who began it all. He is the first cause. So the old writings say the first cause. Don't you love that? And he, what he gets out of all of this, all of the creation and all the things of the church and through all the centuries, he gets you. He gets to commune with your heart. He gets, sometimes we think about what I get. Well, he gets you. The Bible says that we are his inheritance. Let's believe it. If you've never taken the step to cross over into faith in Jesus today and your day, if you've never come and laid down your life and say, Jesus Christ, I, I declare that you are my Lord now. Your spirit is drawing me. I give it all up to you. I stepped through that door in 1972 through all my ups and downs, whatever. He has never abandoned, never failed. He's been always there. He's calling us today. Don't you hear that passion? Come home. I set this all up for you. Come home. Don't be on the outside pushing me away. Come home. 
Let's just all close our eyes and present ourselves to God. When I gave my heart to the Lord in 1972, my very theologically deep prayer was, okay. That's all I said. But he heard it. He knew it. So today, I just want, let's all pray this after me. This is a real short thing. Father, I give myself to you. I make Jesus Christ the Lord of my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. If you feel a drawing today that you want to come in to, if you feel some resistance to coming into this passion, union with God, I'll be glad to pray with you. If you, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we want to pray with you. He's here right now. If you need healing, we'll be glad to pray with you. Father God, I thank you for blessing the traveling and blessing our week and blessing our communion with you. I ask that each of us, Lord, would have supernatural, divine revelations of your heart that will build us up and sustain us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen.